Whew, Justin. Whew. Whew, it's cold out. Do you hear about this? Have you seen this? No. <laughs> no? Uh, Is boy golly, did I think that we missed winter this year because it was 50 degrees in December. And I was kind of, I had this thought where I was like, is it not going to snow at all this year? I mean, it snowed a little bit in like November, I think. But I was like, I think we missed it. And then, oh, Mother Nature showed me that we did not miss it. Sitting, it was negative 30 with wind chill today. It's pretty bad, man. It's How are you holding up through all this? Not great. Let me tell you something. Um, I am living in a house. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar. Okay, and I've been living in a condo. Beautiful house, by the way. Oh, I, thank you. I, I swung by, came in to use your bathroom, and while I was walking down the hallway, I was like eyeing the whole place <laughs> up. I was like, nice. Um, I'll give you a proper tour once, including showing you all this stuff. But, you know, having a house is nice, except yeah. when it snows out, you have a whole slew of concerns you didn't have before. Because yeah. um, I used to live in a condo, and condos were, were hell for a lot of things. But the best thing about them was when it snowed, they would plow they would shovel. Yep. I would never have to worry about it not being shoveled or plowed unless it was currently snowing. Other than that, it would be done and good. Now, I'm the plower and shoveler in the house. So I had to learn how to snow blow for the first time. Have you ever snow You've blown? Never, I have snow blown. I, so my it's, it's quite fun. My, my parents growing up didn't believe in snow blowing. Okay. I don't know why. Um, I mean, maybe. Were they shovelers? I've shoveled as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, they, they were shovelers. Um, I think it Got was it. like one of those things like, oh, it only snows like two times a year. Do we really need to have a snowblower? You do. You do. You do. It's not even, you do. It's not even a question. So um, I didn't realize. I thought it was like you put gas in it and you turn a key and then you start it, right? It's essentially a lawnmower, my friend. I, not the one. You got to like. So, so like a lawnmower, right? You just got to hold the, the throttle and then pull on the cord and it yep. goes. This one, you got to like, first you have to like close the gas like intake valve. Then you got to like press a button three times that like, oh, you gotta, like and then you the got to like yeah, move yeah, yeah. the throttle up or something like that. Then you got to pull it and then you got to let it run yes. for a sec, but then you have to open up the engine and then guess what, Peter, there's nothing to stop it. How do you stop it? Uh, you just turn the key, don't you? I didn't have a key in mine. Oh, uh, how do you? Well, uh, I let it run until <laughs> no more gas happened in it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, I would assume there's an easier way. Uh, but I, I have I, to imagine. I'm also literally sitting there. It's like uh, 10 o'clock at night before the first big storm of the year. I'm sitting on the floor of my cold garage with YouTube open being like, how the fuck do I start this thing? And like, I didn't buy the snowblower to be clear. Like if there was an instruction set okay. to me, this snowblower is probably as old as I am. Um, it is, Got it. Okay. it was left by the people who, who moved out of this house. They moved to Arizona where it was no need. They tried to sell it at their garage sale. But again, it was like, it's like a 35 year old. Yeah. Like who, who's picking that up? No one's picking that. They even have the price tag still on it for like a hundred dollars. Oh, um, so, but once I got it running, once I got it running, it was good. It worked. It did its thing. It was very heavy. Uh, it kind of like went a little bit to the left, but it worked. So I learned all sure. about snow blowing. Um, and uh, I also learned about wind and snow blowing. Don't mix. Because mm -hmm. no, they when, do not. Whenever you're watching like 
someone snowblow in like an instructional video. It's blue sky, sunny. There is a lot of snow somehow in those driveways, but like nothing's going on and they are blowing it. But this one, whenever I would go a certain way, the snow would inevitably just cover me. So I literally came back in from snow blowing on Friday morning. I was, I would look like Frosty the Snowman. You barely saw my yeah. eyes. Um, like I had my, my, like a mask over my, my mouth because like it was cold. Yeah. I had all my stuff on and I just had like, you could just tell like where my eyes were because they were white when I took everything off. It was disgusting, but. I have this like formative snow. I think I was shoveling that year. Snow shoveling memory where like every few hours, my mom would make me go outside and shovel the driveway. And in between doing that, because it was like, we, this was like when I was in high school. Um, and I think it was in, it must've been in January at this point. Um, oh, it was, it was new year's day oh. that I was doing this because we were all home. Um, but in between, in between shoveling, I would come back in inside and play spec ups the line for about two hours. Then my mom would be like, it's snowing really hard. You gotta get back out there. Um, it was a good day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's and, a pretty good day. I was learning all about the horrors of war. And then um, in between, yeah, you were out there with a the snowblower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I uh, similarly, you, you're talking about like watching YouTube videos. I was going to uh, my one of my headlights on my car is out mm. um, that a police officer very kindly told me about when he pulled me over. And <laughs> he's like, you know, your headlights out. And I was like, I did not. <laughs> I handed him my expired license. <laughs> And I didn't know, I didn't know if I was supposed to like, like let him know, you know what I mean? That I knew it was expired because yeah, I knew yeah. it was, ex I know it's expired. Uh, not by much, not by much, but just a few days at that point. Um, and I didn't know if I was supposed to be like, um, just so you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't. And he came back and he was, he was like, your license is expired. And I was like, he was like, it just expired though. So he like, just go get it done. I was like, okay, thank you. And I, he didn't give me a ticket is what I'm trying to say. But I was like, he, he said like, do you know, do you, do you have somewhere to go to get your, your, uh, light changed and I was like yeah like I lied I didn't lie but like I was just like I'll just do it yeah how hard can that be how hard can that be depends um well Justin for a Nissan Versa Note 2015 um you have to remove uh the entire front bumper and front grill of your car okay. as well as the piece of the sort of like like the outer coating of the car like what's that called? Like like just like the pieces of like the giant paint? plastic that go over you, your car. You pull the paint off. Yeah. So you have to pull like four different outer pieces off. Okay. And then take the thing out and change the bulb. And I saw that, and I watched a video. It was a five minute video. Very nice man on YouTube tutorializing this for me. And I looked at it and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've been driving around in fear of being pulled over for the last week. But today I, I dropped it off. Um, how hey, Justin, it's no joke out there. What's that? How, how long does that take to change? Like, do you not have a car right now? Um, I, I, I had to get an oil change as well. Okay. So uh, we just dropped it off overnight um, at, at the, the place. I'll get it tomorrow. But Yeah, I'm, I'm right uh, now looking been, at how to do it on, on, on a uh, Nissan Versa. And yeah, it does not look like it's an easy task here. No, no. I assumed like like it would just be like, you know, pulling the front piece off, like the, the, like the bulb sort of casing off and then just like stick that guy in there why do i have to like literally take apart my whole car i know i'm not gonna put it back together right but i i had this like for whatever reason i was like damn it i'm a man i'm a man now i'm an adult i can i can take apart my car and put it back together and I, but the thing that stopped me and this is what really makes me an adult is that i looked at it and after watching the video i said no i cannot <laughs> yeah that's probably smart yeah so this has been your uh your you know yearly reminder to 
you know, uh, refill that wiper fluid. Get, you know, those salty roads get dangerous. Um, make sure those bulbs are burning bright, bright in the sky. You know, the, the winter storms are right here. And you know what else is here, Justin? It's Headbox. man not my most graceful intro uh into the into the title of the show but welcome back to hitbox episode number 177 my name is peter hunspitek joining me as always is my wonderful friend and co-host justin makovich we're here man we're doing it we've done it 177 that's a that's a number that is that is a significant number um that does it mean this year we're gonna have episode 200 it does pretty soon whoa. Well, like six months but yeah it, like <laughs> I, was, I was like it was like whoa that's coming up and it's like literally 25 um we're close though uh so yeah that'll be in in yeah six months so like june or july Ooh, in july I can't even, like how old are we gonna be at that point that's crazy uh, yeah i mean gonna, i can't even think about how old i'm gonna be heading towards like, retirement uh, me too yeah one more year one more one more year. Almost there. Every, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Justin, let's let's uh, talk a little bit about video game news, if, if I can direct our conversation that way. I know that all we want to do is talk about the weather. I know it's just like gripping, gripping audio. Uh, but here's a preview of what's coming up. The previews for the Suicide Squad game paint an unflattering picture. Machine Games' Indiana Jones game gets a title. Rather, the title is leaked. We'll talk about it. Uh, and Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, starts the year strong. Justin, we're going to talk about those three headlines and more. Before we do, I would like to tell our listeners that they can join our page, uh, our, they can join our uh, Discord server. The link to that is in the description of this episode. They can also subscribe to us on Patreon, become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jay Knoll, like Dave Parker, like GKS, and like Josh Durham. Every single week, those deluxe podcast producers get an additional 30-minute bonus episode. Today, um, we are talking about our 2024 fantasy critic uh fantasy draft yeah uh dr- our teams a draft that? that as of this week i am projected to win so is that I right am. is that yeah. right well best of luck i do you got second place in this past year is that right? i did but so far based on we'll talk about the draft i don't honestly think that'll happen again <laughs> um i'm worried for you let me just say i'm a little worried for you um but you know i i think <laughs> i'm i'm concerned uh, but if you are interested in hearing about our drafting, uh, you can, again, subscribe to us on Patreon for uh, that $3 tier. Um, that would be wonderful. If not, that's fine. You can follow us on Twitter at HitboxBod. And uh, remember to like HitboxPod. I think I said HitboxBod, which is um, the bot I'm trying to have, which is tattoos of, of our Hitbox logo all over. I'm trying to get a Hitbox sleeve. Justin, I'm hoping you get that hitbox forehead tattoo. You know, right, you've right about. there. Always, it'll be pretty glow in the yeah. dark. It'll be when you when a podcast light comes on you. You'll see that. It'll be mm-hmm. perfect. All those podcast lights. Yeah, all of them here. I got. Um, yeah, I got one light yeah. overhead. I guess that's, that's what these are, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Um, you can you can follow us on Twitter at Hitbox Pod or uh, rate this episode in your podcast player of choice. Justin, enough with all of this. Can we go to the Metacritic roundup? Let's do it. Metacritic Roundup 
first game of the year in Metacritic Roundup. Ooh. Um, you know, I'll say this. It's been, a, you know, we, we've been without Metacritic games for, what, like three weeks? It's nice to be back in this space. And it's nice to be back because Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, uh, scored so well on the Xbox Series X. It scored an 86 on the PS5 in 86 on the PC in 84 and on the Nintendo Switch in 87. Justin, this is the Prince of Persia Metroidvania game um, that we've sort of known about for a while from Ubisoft. Um, I feel like there were previews of it a few months ago that people were saying, like, you know, it's a game to keep your eye on. And then now here it is. Uh, it's not out yet. I think by the time you are listening to this, though, um, no, not out until the 18th. Uh, assuming you listen to this the exact moment that this podcast goes live every single week on Hitbox Day. Um, the 18th, it'll, it'll be out, but it, it scored pretty well here, Justin. What, what's your takeaway from this? Yeah, I think this is a, an interesting game, a game that I, I, I wasn't at first interested in, but um, yeah. you know, hearing a game like this that has good reviews, and like to me, of course, uh, something scoring 86-ish average, 85, mid-80s, like that's a good game. Um, I have no love yeah. or need to play a Prince of Persia type of game, but I do feel like this particular game does seem to be something I'd be interested in playing. That's the thing. It, like, I don't have some like, I don't have like this like like deep nostalgia for Prince of Persia the way I know some people do. Um, I have played the not the original one, not the side scrolling one, but the um, like the like the Sands of Time, the reboot one. Um, and I also played the one that was like based off the Jake Gyllenhaal movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, I think I do actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hold on a second. Uh, Prince of Persia games. And then, like, the Forgotten Sands, <laughs> where, like, they kind of yes, made it look like Jake yes, Hall. Yes. Actually, I did I did like this game quite a bit, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, in fact, I might have it in the other room. Not important. It's, <laughs> I think game that, of the was year. that the last Prince of Persia game to come out? It was. Crazy. Um, anyway, uh, uh, this is, this is, like, yeah, Prince of Persia is, like, not a, a series that's, like, really been on my radar um, especially because it kind of got eclipsed by Assassin's Creed, which was supposed to be a spinoff of Prince of Persia, um, which I think is kind of cool. But uh, it, it's sort of stopped being Ubisoft, one of Ubisoft's, Ubisoft's kind of like tent poles. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the reviews of this are just really good. Everyone's talking about how like this really makes Metroidvania's like it, it, it's sort of a, a step forward for those. I think with the traversal, I think there was like some fast travel stuff maybe that I saw that that was um kind of interesting and exceptional and i've also heard that the combat is is really quite good um also uh, according to jeff grubb on twitter i think um it, the the switch version is just as good like the same as as the the other versions which is always exciting and, to hear. and i think to me that's the major selling point with this um uh i'd have to like kind of like look a little deeper to see like how timing based this game is because if that's something um and i have a choice between the portal and the um nintendo switch i would probably lean more towards um the portal should it be something that was good but if it is kind of something that does really require precise button inputs and platforming yeah. i might lean more towards the the switch with that um but i really do think there's something about like 
I, I think when I started playing Metroid Dread, I, I understood that there's something about a Metroidvania that has really solid combat behind it that I really kind of like. I am not someone who is known yeah. for necessarily loving games because of their combat. I'm someone who likes to uh, explore a world, and it's fun to explore a world. And I feel like Metroidvania, literally the whole point, one of the major points of a Metroidvania game is the the feeling of exploring that world and finding new things about it. Um, but then you add that combat in there just to make it interesting from getting to point A to point B. Uh, I think that's uh, this is an this is a genre that I think I'm appreciating more and more. And for a good one of these games to come out, I think I'm interested very much in playing it. Yeah, I agree. And and the combat is like flashy and cool looking too, which always helps. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it always sucks when you play a game and like the combat just like looks kind of lame. You know, like, like even if the combat is good, like if it's not flashy, if it doesn't have like the, that oomph to the animations, like it's just okay for me. Um, but this one looks looks quite good. Um, I don't know, like like this was a game that was like not on my radar. No, were, were you the same way? Or not? I. I, I, I I, thought, I knew it was coming out, but I didn't have any expectation. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a 70. Like, you know, I thought it'd be like a, a yeah. low 70. It would it's just fine. be another one. It's okay. It's a good game. Fine. But like, again, when, when you're hearing reviews like this at this point of the year, and it kind of, to be honest, a dead time of the year in terms of like things that are coming out right now, um, I think that this might be something that uh, kind of picks up steam and people will hopefully remember um, as being one of the better games for this year. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. It's It's like... I might play this, <laughs> which is wild. Because, I mean, like, I know that's, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah, such a yeah. weird thing, but like, like what else would I be, you know, if, if I'm looking for, to pick up something new, like what else would I be grabbing? I'm not going to, at least not right now. Um, just, uh, I, we'll talk about it in a, a little bit here, but like, I'm still working through Baldur's Gate. Um, and I kind of want to devote my full attention to that, but like, damn Prince of Persia lost crown, like bringing the heat, like right off the bat for 2024. I don't know. Um, were other Prince of Persia games like generally side scrolling? Because I think a lot of the ones that I'm familiar with are more like the 3D platforming ones. Um, so like the original Prince of Persia was. Yeah. Um, it, it was like a, it was like for it was, it was an older game. I think it was like 1999 or something like that. Um, and then the other ones, like all the mainline ones, have been uh uh. uh like 3d games uh they're also like i don't think they you would qualify them as like metroidvanias either um i think this is kind of a new step for the series i think there were some like ds games that were side scrolly uh prince of persia things but yeah for the most part like this is is pretty uh new for the series at least it seems that way to me uh, as someone who's not like super super well you know vested in in the franchise um there's something i was gonna say oh aren't they like aren't they working on a remake of the original game still I, that's I mean, supposed to be out in like 2020. Yeah, and, and it just keeps getting pushed back, which is why even more surprising that this game came out and this game is actually good too. Um, but yeah, hey. hey, Ubisoft is just in such a weird spot where like they're willing to work on like games for so long when it's just like, what is happening over there? Like, like you know, I think the obvious like example is. Uh, Beyond Good and Evil 2, right? But, like, I'm even thinking about, so, obviously, this Prince of Persia remake, but then, like, Skull and Bones? Like, what is going on at some of those, like, studios? And and, and what's going on with some of that management? I don't know. Um, oh, well, did you hear... Apparently, Skull and Bones is happening this year. What's up? Did you hear that uh, about the Ubisoft Plus changes? It's basically, like, kind of like a Game Pass for, like, Ubisoft-based games. No, I didn't hear about this. 
Um, yeah, it's uh, basically um, they have, uh, let's see, this is an article done. This, well, this is actually a press release from Ubisoft uh, that's talking about it. Um, it says, today alongside the early access launch, launch of Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown on Ubisoft Plus, Ubisoft is renaming its subscription plans. Ubisoft Plus multi-access and PC access will now become Ubisoft Plus Premium, offering day one new releases and early access where applicable, alongside premium editions, monthly rewards, and more. Ubisoft is also introducing a new Ubisoft Plus Classics on PC, a curated selection of popular back catalog and live games. Um, so they're kind of like rebranding their, uh, like, I guess their subscription service, um, to having, by the way, the fact that it used to be called Ubisoft plus multi-access and PC access is very confusing. Of course. Um, but but now it's the Ubisoft plus premium. And I think that allows you to like transfer saves too, right? Between different, um, versions of, uh, like, uh, Assassin's Creed games and stuff. Yeah. But, um, so they're trying something. It's, it's kind of a kind of big news for people who don't like good games. To be like like yeah, what's that? I was gonna say to be fair, Ubisoft is like one of those those things that if it's on Game Pass, I would play them more. Like to me, these games are like yeah. classically in this in like a seventy to eighty range of just like okay to good games. Like, what's the last amazing Ubisoft game that you can think of? Assassin's Creed brotherhood um i mean i don't know no black flag was pretty good uh yeah but that, that came out games. 15 years ago at it's what 2013 yeah, yeah. Um, let's see here um i mean I, yeah I, I just played two hours of avatar frontiers of pandora you liked you liked eternals immortals phoenix rising i liked it in the fact that it was a bad like a, a lesser version of breath of the wild like it's not that i love the game you know what i mean like it was like what would yeah. what would happen if breath of the wild was average yeah sure uh you like mario and rabbits mario right? mario rabbits again it's 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 a fun little tactics game but like is it something that it's like if xcom was yeah uninterested like average is, yeah. is it like an amazing game uh, you know what i mean like is it something that is like going to like be nominated for game of the year like when was the last ubisoft game that was listed as game of the year <sighs> and they they published so many games too and, um, and not to say that that is something I'm, that okay okay i'm gonna look at a list uh there's a wikipedia article list of ubisoft games 2010 to 2019 okay. i'm gonna get back to you uh, about this go on okay i was just gonna say like not that you have to have a game of the year to be like a like an amazing studio like there are plenty of games that are awesome that don't yeah. get game of the year nods but i just think um assassin like ubisoft in general and assassin's creed those are those kind of games that lean towards being just hey they're they're good games they're mostly polished they're whatever but they're never like amazing groundbreaking world changing and if they do have something that that could be a potential win on their hands they just beat it into the ground and so we never want to see it again i'm looking at you um uh far cry far cry assassin's creed any any of them i mean like you like assassin's creed like odyssey right and and origins yeah so and i like them because they actually did something different with them um, instead of them being yeah. like the, the traditional stuff that was though. I mean, I would say those are easily my favorite Assassin's Creed games out there. Um, even better than black flag, even better than two, even better than whatever. But did you, uh, did you play, I, I, this is kind of up your alley, uh, South park, the fractured, but whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the stick of truth. Yep. Would it, would you count those as, as being sort of exceptional ones? Um, I think they're exceptional South park games. 
but I would, I, I would, <laughs> I you know what I mean? Like, they're they're yeah. not like the game of the year stuff. Um, they, they were, I yeah. think the reason I like both of those games is because they were fun South Park stories um, with kind of just okay gameplay around them. But because it was a fun South sure. Park story, I was really kind of digging it and the amount of references they're making. And I think when Stick of Truth came out, that's when I was loving South Park. Um, yeah. Now I, I know South Park has been going on for like 50 years at this point or something like that. And I just don't yeah. have no fucking <laughs> yeah, interest yeah, anymore. Your grandpa's South Park, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm just, I'm just like scrolling here and like there are, there are things, yeah. right? Like I'm like, oh yeah, sure. Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Yeah, I guess. Zombie. You remember Zombie? Ooh, z- yeah. Classic uh, game. The, the Zombie U. Yeah, that was on the, the Wii. For the Wii yeah, U. yeah. And then they they dropped it on, on Xbox and PlayStation and PC. I played the, the Xbox version of it. Um, it's funny, we were talking about Snow Days before. Uh, in college, in college, my sophomore year, it was free on Xbox Gold. And so I had a snow day because you literally could not get up. I lived at the bottom of of Big Hill um, at at North Central. And um, uh, you literally couldn't get up the hill because it was all frozen. And, like, they couldn't get cars up. And so North Central was like, you know what? Fine, we'll do a snow day first time in, like, 15 years, whatever. And uh, I spent all day playing that. And this girl who liked me, but I didn't really like her, she Uber eats me a bunch of donuts and hot chocolate because I was like, yeah, I'm just like hanging out playing video games all day. And she was like, and I was like, I'm kind of stranded here. And she was like, okay, I'll, I'll Uber eat you some stuff. And I was like, right on, girl. <laughs> she knew, she knew what she was getting. Let me just say, I'm not taking advantage of this woman. She knew what she was getting into. Um, I didn't feel bad because she knew that that it was it was uh un what's the word unreciprocated. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it like yeah, it was. You knew like it, everyone knew it was fine. Let me tell you something though. Yeah. If that was in fact the truth, it was so cold and icy that it was a danger to get to class. Yes. For someone to order Uber Eats seems to be like. Yeah. It was it was also irresponsible. Right. You know what I mean? Um I, I uh, yes. one time we had we had a high school trip and when we had to go down to Peoria early because there was like massive mm-hmm, snowstorm mm-hmm. on the way. And when we were in uh, the hotel with all the kids, we we or I gave I bought everyone pizza with my own my own heart. And some people didn't like the yeah. pizza that I bought them. So they ordered Uber Eats in like one of the most massive snowstorms. So these poor oh people driving like, you know, four um, four wheeled sedans yeah. that with the snow was like up to like halfway the passenger seat was like they were dr- they were plowing their cars through the snowbanks to deliver their food and then the high schoolers were upset <laughs> when it was like two hours late and cold when they got it like yeah, what are you expecting? Cold, yeah anyway that's actually really funny ah. um i will say sorry i'm just like still looking at this list if i may bring it back to video games for just a moment i would say that the last uh, ubisoft game that i think was exceptional was Far Cry 3 and Far Cry Blood Dragon. Uh, published in the year 2013. That's a, that's a while ago. That's quite some time ago. Um, I would also... Uh, it's 11 years uh, ago. We're talking about games that could be like... Hi, buddy. Uh, games that would be like critically acclaimed games. Um, uh, Valiant Hearts, I enjoyed that one. Um, yep. uh, a yep. game that took place during one of... Uh, that takes place during World War One. my favorite war of all time. Um, not that it's like a competition. You know Justin I mean? just loves war. Yeah, I love it. Um, he, he, you know, at the beginning of Fallout Three, when it's like war never changes. I'm like, yeah, and you're Justin fucking right. It. Yeah, I, it, it just, Justin's like, yes! when, when I go to sleep, I just hear that on repeat over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rayman Origins in 2011. That was that was a very well, um, what's the word? Uh, received game. Yeah, and uh, you know, 
uh, Michael Jackson, the experience 3D for the 3DS. I'm exiting out of this window, Justin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, we've both been playing Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, I interrupted you very rudely last night uh, to use your bathroom while <laughs> you and your wife were playing Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, it's a good game. I'm like literally at the, the confrontation um, before the end of Act 2. I'm like in the middle of that sort of confrontation scene. Cool, cool, cool. Um, and I had to I had to stop last night, but um, it's very. Good. I um, still haven't gotten to Baldur's Gate in both our playthroughs. We've probably played. Um, my wife and I probably played probably close to fifteen to twenty hours. We're right to the point where I've done. I'm trying to like do as many of the side stories as possible. Um, we're we're yeah. almost past the point where I've gotten in my solo campaign, um, just because I take longer. Um, mm-hmm. But I I think I found out why I kind of am not digging a lot of the combat of this game because I feel like so much of the game is how do you avoid combat (laughs) because sure a lot of the times if you like go in and you try to do the right thing um like you know maybe there's a group of of slavers that you got to stop if you go into this group and just like fuck you slavers and just kill them all you're not getting through that. Yeah. You can't get through that. You're like going to be overwhelmed immediately. Um, there, we we literally just uh, finished that part where you have to get near out of the uh, cave, Mm-mm. right? So we tried a couple different ways to do it. The first time we did it, we like exploded the rock, and every and of course, um, uh, Claire's playing Ordella the Barbarian. And um, when he comes out, he's like, "Oh, I didn't expect you to be here." And then she like was a barbarian to him because you know you're not going to like be yeah. nice to that. So then we just got in a fight and literally there was like surrounded by 15 enemies all had like 30 HP and like it would just be like they like one move they go bam 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 we all die. Um yeah. Like yeah, I wish I could role play this game the way I wanted to. Like I wish you could be that yeah. barbarian who would go in there and if like someone gives you shit you just kill them. Um another moment when when that happened, we just we just rescued the Emerald Grove. We had the conversation with everyone. We, we got a reward. Um, and then Claire uh, was uh, like taking like some like f- like items from a shop and she stole it. And instead of like paying it, she reacted like a barbarian. And then everyone in the Emerald Grove started attacking us. Yeah. And I was like, this is, we gotta, re- we gotta restart this one. We like, should restart yeah, we're not, it. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I will go with most things, but this is like, <laughs> this is like, we shouldn't, like, this will like ruin the playthrough. Um, but like, I, like, it's to me, like, it's kind of cool that you can like talk to anyone and get and talk yourself out of situations. But like, when it comes to that combat, I still feel like the combat is just like, I try to avoid it when all possible. And that, that because I'm trying to avoid it, I'm putting myself in situations that, I am not really feeling like I'm role playing in the way that I want to play. It's tough because like two reasons. The, the first thing for me is like it's exactly what you're saying where like combat sometimes feels like a punishment for failing a situation. You know what yeah. I mean for like failing speech checks or like whatever. Which like j- just makes me feel like every time I enter combat like I did something wrong yeah. or like you know I, d- I didn't play like optimally or roll optimally whatever. Um, but then also to me, like to, to what you're saying, like, I wish that if you were in combat and maybe you're about to blow my mind and be like, no, you can do that. I wish you could talk to like, like if there's like someone who's like marked as like temporarily hostile or like if you get in a fight, I wish you could use a turn, like use an action to like try and talk to or, people if combat or starts. deescalate something. Yeah. Yes. Yes. To, to be like, I'm sorry. Or like, 
to, to get into some sort of like thing. And obviously like that's not going to work all the time, right? Like if you piss off all the goblins at the goblin camp there, you're done. Right. But, but like in situations like that, I had a glitch where, um, uh, at the end of act two, a lot of my allies, I was fighting in a large group of allies for a, an assault on a place I'm just trying to be vague and um, Baldur's Gate in our assault. In, in, no, I'm not. I'm not to Baldur's Gate. You're wait, 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 um, wait, 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 wait. You're an act. <laughs> you're almost done with Act Two, Peter, and you're still not at Baldur's yes. Gate yet. That what correct. the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is correct. Um, I'll say this. Like, like, I, I, I don't know if this is a spoiler necessarily. Uh, it, this is just a fact that you like learn. Like. The act one is kind of like gold is the soul the sword coast act two is the um, shadow curse lands and then act three is Baldur's Gate. So like like three distinct like large areas to explore and have quests and whatever. Um, but we were, we were doing this like big assault on this place and uh, I one of my one of my weapons gives me lightning charges um, if I if I successfully hit people and uh, I had used Jahara to uh she made a bunch of ice but then all the ice melted because carlac stepped on it and it all melted which i thought was kind of cool and then i stepped in it and because i'm electrocuted all of the uh, the water became electrocuted in the middle of this giant fight which means that a bunch of the my allies would go into the the water and get electrocuted after the fight is over one of the leaders of my of the allies came up to me and it was like one of those things where like the narrator's like, you've just assaulted a person and that doesn't, you know, whatever. And so the options were um, to pay like four thousand coins or to fight. And I was like, I guess I'm kicking your ass now because the game thought that I was like purposely hurting people. You know what I mean? Because I had electrocuted them on accident. Um, so it was one of those situations where I was like, obviously, this is a misunderstanding. I wish I could talk to you in this situation, but instead I will have your head, but like didn't have to be that way. Now I could have knocked her out. I could, you know what I mean? Like I realize that now she, I looked it up. She did not come back later, but like it was just one of those things where like, I wish I could have talked to him and like, I'm so sorry, explained or whatever, but you can't because it is just a little too rigid. Cause you're not actually playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And I mean, th th it's like, it sounds like we can be complaining about something like that because the game has thought of most situations. Of everything. Yeah. Yes. And the only reason we're like that is because if you kind of come up with a creative way to stop something or you really want to like find a way to get out of a situation in a creative, creative and unique way, you can't do it. Like if we were playing, if you were playing a D&D &D campaign in the middle of a fight, you could find a way like if I'm being attacked by a giant spider, um, I could cast speak with animals and try to talk to that spider. You yeah. know, and try to de-escalate the situation in that way or something along those lines. Um, I, but, in the, but in this game, you cannot cast, at least I don't think, speak with animal during combat. I don't think you can. And, like, talk to people. I don't think yeah. so either. Um, and uh, I do, I have started to do this thing now. Um, I think this kind of breaks the intent of the game. But whenever I see, like, a uh, grease barrel or an oil barrel or a smoke uh, whatever yeah. barrel, I'll put it in my inventory and then send it to camp. And then I'll get into a situation where I need it. I'll go. I'll travel yeah. back to camp because you can fucking do that anywhere. And then I'll get, have all these like old, like like exploding barrels that I'll like put around the enemies that I'm talking to. And before I even get into combat, I'll either start combat with a bang or I'll just kill them and never have that combat. Because again, my goal in this game is to avoid combat when at all possible. Yeah. Um. I do have to tell you uh, some uh, relationship updates. Uh, Carrot. Yeah, tell me. Carrot, the um, uh, gnome, the gnome druid, yeah. 
Um, him and Carlac, against all odds, something about them together. Hey man, you know she, she's a, she's a fiery fiery kind of yeah, gal. And, and, I'm a fan. And so I started to role play again. Whenever um, someone does something that Carlac disapproves, he must his number one goal. Like normally he's a nice, loving guy, but if someone if if he makes an action that Carlac disapproves of, or someone else, he has to solve that problem first thing first, no matter what. Whether it's just fight anyone around you or do anything like that, he's got to protect Carlac, um, which made it really awkward when uh, one of the gnomes. Uh, killed her and then pushed her dead corpse into the fire and she died in front of him. But um, yeah, it's gotta be yeah, rough. It was. You hate that. You hate to hate see to that. see it. Hate to see it. Um, the ro- that's a that gnome that underdark place. That what's that? I was right? gonna say the romance scene was kind of funny because he tried really hard to kiss her and then pretend like it did <laughs> burn. <very> <laughs> did you uh, did you figure out how to like kind of cool her off for a second? Cover in water. Yeah, if you just like douse her in like water or something like that. You'll be able to give her a little smooch. Ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of fun. But um, that, that Grimforge area with, with uh, True Soul Near and all that, I, I do think that, that that was one of the encounters that really, really sold me on the game because if I may talk about what I yeah. did, a little spoilery. Um, I talked about it. So, so like something that, that, and we maybe have talked about this a little bit is like sometimes I have a hard time with video games that are like about like fantasy stuff that have things like moral choices like around like slavery <laughs> you know what i mean or like like uh, uh uh like what's the word um fantasy racism you know what i mean where people hate the gith yankee right um and, and because like i know why people don't like people who are different and from people who are different different cultures you know what i mean like just because they refuse to accept and understand and whatever um so so th- like that whole like uh uh situation in the Grimforge kind of it doesn't rub me the wrong way but like made me feel kind of icky because it's like I'm hanging out in this area and like my guy is totally cool that slaves exist do you know what I mean and and like I I didn't love that so I was like I I was trying to talk to all of the because I was like my goal is to free these slaves like that's going to be the goal here I'm going to sit down and I'm going to try and figure out how to do this in a way where I can also not like start just a full-on fight with everyone so I ended up talking to all of the different uh, Dwegers, the the like dark gnomes, you know, or the deep gnomes is what it's called, I think, uh, to, to see like what I could do about that or, or if there was a way to resolve this without having to like fight the way out their their way out. And one of them revealed to me that he was trying to um, split from the rest of the group. And basically the, the group of, of like the slavers like were fractioned. So like half of them wanted one thing and half of them wanted the other thing. And basically he was like, listen, when true soul near comes out, like we are going to make our move. Then you, are you in, or are you out? And I was like, I'm in. So when that fight breaks out with true soul near, did you do this by the yeah. way? I'll explain. Okay. Yeah. So, so when that fight broke out with true soul near, we had like half of the group were, was on our side. So we, we had, it was a much more even fight. We didn't have to like fight 30 guys all at once. Um, and then when all of that was over, uh, they were like, I, I talked to them because they promised me money and he was like listen man like just loot the bodies like there's got to be some money around here somewhere and I was like that was not the deal and I was like but guess what I feel nothing for killing you because you were just going to go back to being a slaver so I killed them and I freed all the guys and I was like this is the best outcome that, that could yeah, uh, that's, that's what we did the first time we did it we just kind of like went in exploding barrels I brought in and got rid of the, the yeah. rock thing I got them from my camp 
we did that. We were overwhelmed immediately. And like, we, we like healed up and Claire was like, should we do this again? And I was like, I, I don't think it's going to work out too well for us again. If we just, even if we have a little mm-hmm. bit more health. So then I walked out and I talked to that guy. Um, and he wanted us to kill the eye thing. We didn't do that, but like when we yeah. went to let him out again, um, you could side with either side of them. You could do nothing side with the rebels or side with the true soul near stuff. And we ended up siding with the rebels, which, uh, Carlac disapproved of. Yeah. There, there was, there was like, there are sometimes things that happen like that. You're like, what were you upset about here? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like I don't understand like, the logic so of that. Carlac yeah. disapproved with it. So you know what that meant? Yeah. No, no, we kept playing, but we killed everyone. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's way yeah, to go. Yeah. Uh, we also got to the point too, where, um, uh, Claire's playing a barbarian. She's using Shadow Heart. I'm using a druid, and then she. Uh, I'm also using Carlac. And Carlac, my druid, and her barbarian all have two hits now, or three hits. Like two, like two yeah, attacks, two to, two, actions, two to three yeah. uh, attacks or actions. So makes it a lot better. Um, and I got a really cool electric area of effect attack for um, uh, Carrot that basically will like do a huge electronic explosion or electricity explosion um, to anyone in its area, which is awesome to like start a battle when they're all clumped together. It's just like, Hizah! then I turn to a polar bear and fucking wreck shop. That's awesome. That's great. But like, I'll say this, like that being able to like attack twice in a row and then with Carl, I can do three times if you frenzy and whatever. It's always like, Oh, this is great. Yeah. And then you start leveling up and fighting enemies who can also do that. And, and it's like, like no, not, not so much anymore. It. Yeah, not it's not when fun. You do it. not, you don't do that. Bad. Stop. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do have to say, I didn't like the druid class at first. Um, I thought he was really weak until uh, level four and five is when uh, I really started to appreciate it. Um, I, I did not like Halson. I, I got, you can miss him joining your party. Yeah. Like he can like be in your camp, but he doesn't always join your party if you don't do his quest and stuff like that. Uh, I got him in my party. I played a single quest with him, and I was like, "Get the fuck back in camp, dude!" Like, <laughs> no, thank you. But I just unlocked Jahira in my party, and she's also a druid. But I expect her like when she joins the party, like when any character joins the party, you like level them up like nine times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? When she joined, it was like I leveled her up properly, and I was like, "Oh, I see how this all works." you are who I want on my team, Jahara. Like now you're like actually powerful and like the abilities that you have are actually like really useful. So, um, so there you go. Baldur's Gate three. I, my goal is to beat it before persona three comes out or persona three re- reload. I have, um, one, two, I have three work weeks to do that. One of those work weeks, I will be not at home. <laughs> so I have two work weeks to do that. Uh, when I asked our good friend Dave Parker if that was possible, he said no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it so, is, but, like, you don't want to, like, yeah. just rush through it to beat the story. Like, that, like, I think that's, like, the worst no. way to play this. Um, like, no. uh, Claire and I were talking about, like, well, we we, sh- we eventually have to go back to the main quest. And she's like, are we just doing stuff that it doesn't matter? And then I was like, no, it's, it's fun. And she's like, yeah, it's fun to loot people and get stuff and everything. And like part of the game is like all the other stuff that goes around it. And they do kind of like all link up to a certain point. They do. And I think that's something that the game is really good at is like making its side content feel kind of like the primary content. Yeah. Um, I also that question, though, like fucks me up, though, where she's like, like, what did you how did you say it? Like, is this not is this not like the, the main quest? Yeah, or, or something. You, you said something like different where I'm just like, is this not what we're supposed to be doing? And then like fucking like breaks down for me. I'm like, what what is anyone supposed to be doing? 
what is fun? Why do I play games? Why am I even alive? Uh, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it just it, yeah. it goes down where I'm just like, like what am I even doing here? Like at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's best to, to not let those thoughts in. Uh, instead, we're gonna talk about the news. Ooh. All right, so we've been seeing uh, the Suicide Squad kill the Justice League has been kind of this like it's been in, in an unfortunate position um, ever since we've seen more of it, it starting last year. Um, it got delayed sort of indefinitely for like six months. Um, and now previews are out and um, people were pretty underwhelmed by preview by, by the preview events, which is not a good thing um, because like I, I think this sort of goes without saying, but I think it's worth like pointing out um, in case you're not familiar. Like when when publishers like put together preview events like they are trying to highlight the best parts of the game. The, like those preview events for like, like journalists and stuff are supposed to be like essentially like hype trailers, like playing a hype trailer of just like, this is the best game I've ever played. You know what I mean? And if people walk away from that being like, this was not that fun. <laughs> like that means that does not have incredible signs for the actual finalized release. So Justin, did you, how did you feel? Did you have any sort of thoughts of reading the previews, seeing any of the preview coverage? Yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a weird spot with this game because like, I, I, I really think that at the core of this game, there, there were two planets that were, were kind of created that like converged into this. You have a story-based rock steady game and then you have this multiplayer game that kind of like came together and, and formed this yeah. new super planet that is not super. Um, I personally am very interested about this story. I want to know where it goes. I want to see what it is. Uh, I mean, I, there's all these articles here. Um, I have this article from Game uh, VG, uh, Video Games Chronicle that's Rocksteady claims Suicide Squad is easily our biggest game in terms of story um, by Andy Robinson. And... To me, I think that's awesome. Like, I want to have another good comic book story. Um, I, en I yeah. enjoy the Rocksteady stories. I enjoy the characters in the Rocksteady games. Um, I enjoy Marvel's The Avengers story at the heart of it, that superhero story. Um, I enjoyed Injustice because of the story of Injustice, not so much the gameplay of Injustice. Like, I got past the gameplay of a fighting game to experience that story. And I enjoy that kind of thing. So mm -hmm. the more I see about this story, the more interesting I think it is. Um, I watched uh, Destin Legary's preview of it. And he talked about yeah. how literally heroes are going to be killed in this. It's not just like a find a way to like whatever. It's like you're killing people. I think that's cool. I think it brings interesting stakes to what's happening with these characters. The problem that he brought up with it is that if this is a live service game, those characters you kill are probably going to come back somehow in order to serve this gameplay. Right. Um, and cause that's the thing. Like to me, like, like that seems interesting. Like as a story thing, like those ideas sound cool, but like, then you remember, Oh, but this is going to be like grindy. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, live service stuff, which is fine, but just like, it's at odds with like the idea of like telling one of those types of like well paced and well executed stories. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think also this is a game that when I'm looking at it and I'm seeing people play it, it just looks like a game that was, uh, it's eight years too late. This looks like it would have been yeah. a great game to play eight years ago. 
um, when the destinies of the world were uh, just starting to get really popular. I think this could have been something. That, if, yeah, go ahead. If this came out like right alongside like the division, it would have been like, oh, you could play like division or so Suicide Squad or like Destiny Two in the, like its early days. I don't. At what point did that come out? Doesn't matter. What I'm trying to say is like you're right. It, like this would have like been hot shit, and just now it's like tired and old, and we're like all over yep. it. And it's like it's a bummer, you know what I mean? Because Rocksteady, I think, is such a talented team. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think personally, like watching gameplay of it, it looks like it's intriguing. Um, I just do not see myself picking up this game because of all the no. negative context around it, because of all the developmental hell around this game. Like, I don't think it's suddenly going to be a game of the year contender. I don't think it's suddenly going to be like one of the most crisp playing shooters out there. Um, and I think that is a disappointment because I look forward, I w used to look forward to Rocksteady games. If you told me a new Rocksteady game was coming out, that would be a circle the calendar moment for me. Not anymore. No, and it's just, it's such a shame. Uh, yeah, and like, like these previews, I'm not going to lie though, like it doesn't look like it's no fun. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, and th like that's what like the previews kind of told me too, is like, it's not that this is, um, it's not that this is like completely unfun and uninteresting. It just looks like it is extraordinarily played out and generic, which is fine. Like that, like I can like those types of games given the right context and the right, you know, whatever. But like in general, I just don't know. Like, am I going to buy this? Probably yep. not. You yep. know, w yeah, would you play know. it on Ubisoft plus premium? Uh, that would require me to pay for that. And no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Although, I mean, like if I do, if it was like $15 a month, let's say for this and Prince of Persia, I might, yeah, I mean like 30, $30 to play both of those games. It, like that's it really starts terrible. to be that, that, it, that the, the game pass question with that kind of thing. Like, you know, like I yeah. don't need to play, uh, every, uh, like a, a game, a 10 out of 10 game a month on game pass in order for me to find value in it couple a year a couple good games a year not even great amazing games just a couple good games a year um that i get to experience and try without having to do it and i do think that, that this game uh I, I it'll be interesting to see how what the legs this game has is it something that needs to be updated yes. is this something that can live on its own and be a good game or does it need to have like a constant updating in order for it to be fun um and i think that waits to be seen till the final product is out yeah, because to me, I, like I look at this game and I'm like, I think there's an audience here for this, but I do not know like if the audience is going to be big enough for Rocksteady to be like, we're we're going to support this for a really yeah, long time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because like like, I, yeah, I, I, this looks better than Arkham Knights or Gotham Knights or whatever the game was called, right? Like to me, like I would play this way more over that yeah. game, um, but I, like I probably would play this and not think about it when I'm not playing yeah. it. I would play it with my friends, but I would never be like, oh my gosh, you know, Suicide Squad was incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Justin Bethesda, or rather, Xbox is having a, uh, it's the developer showcase. Is that what it's, how it's it's calling it? Um, do you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, they're just Xbox showcase. Uh, uh, they've got, they had one last year, if you remember, when they uh, shadow dropped Hi-Fi Rush. And so we're expecting the announcement that Hi-Fi Rush is going, you know, multi-platform um at this as well uh but we know that we're gonna see uh machine games at this event showing off their indiana jones game which we know nothing about i mean i think we learned about this game when xbox bought 
Bethesda software. Is that is that right? Or mm-hmm. Zenimax, mm-hmm. really? Um, and all we knew about it was just this teaser of the whip, you know. And then it, we've just like sort of been sitting on like, the what whip? is this game? Wait, how do you do that? The uh, yep, yeah, the whip and the nay nay, the nay nay, and then um, the, and then. So long, so long have we been waiting for this game that the whip and the nay nay uh, was it relevant. Was, back it was, yeah, then. it wasn't. Yeah. It was not. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> at that point, it was like six years too late. So now we're ten years too late to that. But. Um, I think this is the big story that, that we're sort of waiting for from from this just because we've been so, so curious about it. But so basically, it seems like um, they've someone's figured out what the the name of the game is. Um, so someone on Twitter found this. This is someone I'm not super familiar with who they are. Um, it just their their uh, Twitter bio says video game researcher um, and it is uh, Kura Kasis. And they basically took a look at like registered domains for Indiana Jones and, and Bethesda stuff. And um, they think that the name of the game is Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, which um, I read that the first time and went, huh? Well, I don't like that. I think that's a silly name, but whatever, guys. Uh, <laughs> what do you think of that, Justin? Yeah, who knows? Maybe, I hope maybe it's about aliens again. It's talking about the uh, um, the a crop a circle or a flying saucer. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, so uh, I just looked up Great Circle in in the internet, and uh, a Great mm-hmm. Circle is the largest circle that can be drawn on any given sphere. Any diameter of any Great Circle. Uh, coincides with the diameter of the sphere and therefore every great circle is um concentric with the sphere and shares the same radius so you know that could that could mean a lot of different things maybe it's a globe trotting adventure when we have to go around the uh horizon of the planet go to different places uh maybe the earth is really just a spaceship about to explode uh indiana jones has to put on a space space suit like straight out of the 60s um wait yeah the 70s 60s the 60s when this first space suit was on there but can you imagine him doing that he like puts on this like old school space suit and then has his whip in space and he just goes to do it but nothing happens because he's in fucking space and that's how the game ends with him slowly just drifting off did you see the last indiana jones movie no does that happen in it it doesn't happen but um that is not that far off from something that would happen in that movie uh, holy shit i have it has been a long time since i have laid my eyes on something so so truly embarrassing yeah, yeah. like truly embarrassing like i would like left the theater like covering my like like sort of like shunning my eyes so that no one would see that i went and saw it that's how embarrassed i was with this i movie. mean would you if you were harrison ford would you have like been a part of that movie so you could like make sure that your yacht could be staffed for another 20 years oh like it's funny like harrison ford is such an interesting guy because like he's a movie star who seems to just like fucking hate being in yeah movies. yeah um so yeah i mean if it's like oh and i get eight million dollars that, that movie had a huge budget wasn't like 250 million dollars for indiana jones and the fucking shit whatever it was called it was something the like that fucking I think, shit remembering correctly <laughs> um yeah i'm like he he had to have walked away with at least like 15 to 20 million dollars right like yeah just do that and all you have to do is stand in front of a green screen uh <sighs> or, or sit in a car in front of a green screen because he's a million years old and he's it's like 
so funny watching those movies because you will see Indiana Jones from the back fucking hauling ass like sprinting down a little street in Dubai or wherever the hell they are in that movie. And then when you get like the front, like you see him from the front cause they got to get Harrison Ford in there. He's like, he can't run right. Cause he's a million and that's fine. But he's just like, can't run great. And he's moving really slow and his body doesn't like look like he's able to run very good. Just terrible dog. Do you think like, like people find him attractive still? Like, cause he used to be like, Oh sure. He's a good, he's a good looking guy. Like he, he I think has aged really, really gracefully. Um, but I mean, he, he looks like an 80 year old version of a young guy. Like, do you think the people who are like looking at Harrison Ford as like a sex symbol are going to be showing up to this Indiana Jones movie? Uh, can I talk about the ending of the Indiana Jones movie? Can I just talk about the ending of this the worst, one of the worst movies I've seen in a long right. time? Is that yeah, okay? It's been out. Can I spoil the ending of this movie? It's been out for a year, right? Yeah, almost. Nearly. Yeah. Well, no, um, actually. Yeah, okay. If, yeah, go ahead. Spoilers for Indiana Jones. If you haven't seen it, it means that you didn't care enough to go see it. You don't have to. I'm not going to spoil the big stuff. I am just going to spoil some of the relationships here. Are like, yeah, like, I think a lot, like, a big appeal of those first three was like the relationships that he had right with, with those three like individual, like love interests. Cause they were all unique and memorable and interesting. And like Harrison Ford is like a hot young guy. You know what I mean? Who like fucking shoots people in the head and like, <laughs> and like, like he's like an adventure guy. You know what I mean? He's like, a, he's like, he's going to punch someone off a, off a plane. And, for then, you, and then he's you know going mean? like, to go thing. back to school and teach. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is that what you do? That's yeah, what you but, do, yeah, right? My passing periods. Um, I'm sitting there punching things, protecting my students. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But then, so like in, in the kingdom of the crystal skull, they're like, he ends up marrying Marion from the first movie. And it's just one of those things where like, like that is just a very odd pull based on like what we know about the character from those first three that he like, seems like he didn't really like, want to settle down with any of these women. You know what I mean? Like that's just sort of like who he was, whatever he settles down with Marion, whatever. That's fine. I guess in the new one, his son, Mutt played by Shia LaBeouf is fucking dead. <laughs> he died in Vietnam and Marion left him recently and they just got divorced. And then at the very end of the movie, um, some shit happens. And then he wakes up in his bed at home cause they didn't know how to end it. <laughs> And they just, it was a cop out. He wakes up in his bed and Marion is there and they kiss and reunite. And it's like the end to Indiana Jones. And it's like, what was the point of this? She is like literally mentioned at the beginning of the movie and then not a part of the whole thing. If you've never seen an Indiana Jones movie, but you're seeing this one, you'd be like, I literally don't know who this woman is. <laughs> like yeah, It's terrible, yeah. dude. Did, um, did the, did the game end then with like cutting not game, the movie and, uh, cutting to like a, like a teenager girl kind of like walking along, putting clues together. And then you find out that that young teenage girl is actually Indiana Jones daughter and, and she's going to take on his legacy of being the adventurer that we all love. Uh, so yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge oh. Bridge Bridges. Wait, Bridge? really? That's how it Phoebe ends. Waller Bridge. They ripped She's off Uncharted. Fleabag. Um, no, which I guess like Uncharted ripped off Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You know what I'm talking about? They like they they get married and then his hat is on the ground or like is left behind and then uh, Shia LaBeouf goes to pick it up and he's gonna put it on his head and it's kind of like oh is Shia LaBeouf gonna go have some Indiana Jones adventures and then 
Indiana Jones walks by, takes the hat, and he puts it on. He's like, next time, kid, or whatever. It's a, good, it's a good ending to a movie, in my opinion. I think Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I watched the day. So me and my roommate, we went and we saw the fucking new one, the Circle of Destiny, or whatever it's called. We were, I was like, dude, this was like bad, really bad. And he's like, yeah, but Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is probably worse. And I was like, you know what we have to do? We're going to watch that right now. <laughs> so we did, and we walked away like, you know what? Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is not that bad. <laughs> it's not great. The second half is not great, but like not that bad. Um but yeah, so so Phoebe Waller Bridge is his like niece, his like god niece or something like that, goddaughter, and um, she is going to be the the new Indiana Jones adventurer lady. Do you know? I was just, I was just it's it's not a good movie, dude. I was just thinking that if you are a Patreon subscriber, statistically, you are like eighty percent likely to have lived with you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that's that that's a pretty good selling point, if you ask me. Like, yeah. You know, that's that's very true. Yeah. Um, Dave Parker, you want to <laughs> I mean, like, at what point do you want to you want to make that 100 percent, 100 percent roommate status? Uh, <laughs> I'm open. Text me. Um, yeah. So so Indiana Jones in the Great Circle. I don't know. I think it's a weak name, but like whatever. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like those first three Indiana Jones movies and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is, is a, I think, a good title. Like they, they to me, like. The mystery around them, I think, is yeah. good. Raiders of the Lost Ark. What is that? What do you mean? You know what I mean? The Temple of Doom. The what? Excuse me? And then, uh, what's the last one? Uh, last Crusade. The Last Crusade? Like, huh? The Last Crusade? Which also, by the way, sorry, I, I could talk about Indiana Jones for a long time. It has, like, probably the best ending uh, of any, like, movie series is, like, and they ride off into the sunset, and they, you just assume they just have an infinite amount of other adventures that they go on, and then... Turns out, turns out he marries Marion, and his son swings on the like vines a, monkey. With a monkey. Yeah, one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> it's fucking yeah. ridiculous. And then, um, and then he goes back in time or something. Is that what happens in the last movie? Is it? I don't know. I know. I know they had a bunch of him like with like a, another actor and his like AI face over it. Oh, there is a lot of that. Yes. Um, I watched a review of this that said, like, had he gone back in time and f- met himself and fought Nazis with himself, that would have actually redeemed how fucking terrible that movie was. That would have been pretty fucking cool. Which, yeah, like, like back to back, like shooting two pistols like together. That, I would have I would have been like, you know what? How we got here is bad and stupid, but uh, I'll accept it. Um, do you have anything else to say about this? I mean, we're going to know more about this by like the day after th- this podcast goes up. Cause it's what the 18th I think is on the showcase is the showcase. Yeah. yeah. It's on Thursday. We'll know more about this. I guess but. L- like without even knowing about it, are you excited about this game? Yeah. Machine games kicks ass. Um, I love those Wolfenstein games. Like they're so good. So yes, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And you know, if, if we're getting Indiana Jones, like I like Indiana Jones quite a bit actually. Um, which is why I so dispassionately hate that last movie. Um, and not dispassionately, so passionately hate that last movie. Um, I, I remember like the, the, um, Indiana Jones in the, in the lost city of Atlantis. It's pretty good. It's a point and click LucasArts adventure yep. game. Indiana Jones and the, um, there's another one. It was on the Wii that I could never beat. Um, are you excited for this game? Um, all it has to do is be a polished version of like, uh, not that they're not polished, uh, a game 
in the vein of the Tomb Raiders and the Uncharted's out there, like the recent Tomb Raiders. And if it's like yeah. a polished version of that that is made for 2024 or beyond, I'm excited for that game. Um, I think they have a cool opportunity to really do a good, like, adventure slash solving a puzzle type of gameplay around it. Um, I think the wrong way to do it, though, is if it's super combat heavy. There should be. I that's that's what I wonder yeah. is like, is this going to be a first person shooter? Like, yeah, because then I don't yeah, know. like that that would be the thing that would make me a little bit afraid. But like, I I think the 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 chances of this game being good are pretty high, in my opinion. Yeah, and I would say like like far outweigh the chances of it being anything like Indiana Jones in the Dial of Destiny. Yeah, yeah. Um, what if this is an older Indiana Jones in the in the line of God of War, and he's paired with a a younger his younger kid? Um, and you're talking about Kingdom of the Crystal yeah, Skull. I've seen that literally movie. like that. Uh, yeah, it's pretty good it's, when, when it's when it's like that at the beginning of the movie. It's pretty is, good. Is actually. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull still your fourth favorite Indiana Jones movie? Movie or is it like your yeah best? No, it's number it's, one. It, no, it, I, w- I would say number one is The Last Crusade. Yeah. Movie's a fucking banger. The second one is the uh, the first one, uh, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Then it is Temple of Zoom. Then it is Crystal Skull. And then like way, 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 way down there is uh, Dial of Destiny. Like I'll probably never watch Dial of Destiny ever again. Like just because it's it's just not that good. You know what I mean? Like, there, like there's nothing about it that I'm like, oh, that was like a really great scene. Versus like. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is like not incredible. I, I love. Like, I know how stupid as fuck. First half as is really stupid good. as fuck yeah. as it is when he gets in that refrigerator. I fucking love that scene. Yeah, it's yeah, terrible, but, but it's, it's also like, like, yeah. like at least yeah, something. Yeah. It's it's like like that's the thing. Like it's bad, but like at least they went for yeah. something as opposed to the other one. The the new one is just like nothing. Um, enough about Indiana Jones, Justin. <laughs> as much as as much as I could talk about it for a really long time, as just proven. Um, I want to talk about the, the Switch 2. Uh, we've sort of been like, not we've not really been talking about the rumors about it because like I, I feel like it's pretty obvious, right? Like we would probably both agree up even before all of these rumors that like the Switch 2 or whatever is coming, like Nintendo's new thing is coming this year. Would you agree? Yeah, I hope so. And that like it will probably be coming like fall or Christmas time. Does that sound about right? I think earlier, but now, they, yeah. They could surprise us, right? I mean, like, I think the Switch came out in like March or April, right? So it could happen. And it was also, wasn't it like a surprise announcement too? Where it was like January, this is the Switch. It comes out it in was like pre- yeah, like It was like pretty quick after they announced it. It wasn't like this huge ramp up as, as the same way yeah. like we, we're, I guess, used to. Yeah. Um, but so, so at CES, the um, sort of Vegas... Uh, 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 tied uh computer entertainment show i think is what it is um where like a lot of like mobile the mobile industry gets together and like like a lot of like you know software companies and whatever um get together well um ai shark which is the <laughs> company that was formerly known as game shark a lot of ai oh bullshit at, at ces this year too by the way um but ai shark um basically said in a press release that it was uh reviving the game shark brand and that it'll be coming in september 2024 alongside or excuse me quote is planned to coincide with the nintendo switch 2 um which they then sort of backtracked after people like journalists followed up and said hey what do you mean by that um 
they basically said, like, we're guessing. And then Jason Schreier quoted this IGN article or IGN tweet, rather, and said, FYI, an AI shark spokesperson tells me that they're just guessing about the Nintendo, the next Nintendo's Nintendo consoles release date, which makes sense, given. Um, I mean, that's a guess that I think pretty much anyone could make about this. You know what I mean? September feels right. You know what I mean? Uh, where, where do you land with this, man? Yeah, I mean, so uh, I'm just going through a lot of like the comments that Jason Schreier was saying. Like one of the things he he responded to um, was Nintendo often keeps their hardware plans secret from their own developers. You really think they're briefing AI Shark? <laughs> yeah, like literally. Why would why would AI Shark Game Shark, which who I imagine like skirted around being sued by them all the time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you like literally, I mean? like based on like the, the BFFs. Shit. Um, yeah, I mean, I honestly feel like obviously this is this is going to be coming, um, and it, it's just a matter of time before it happens. Uh, I think, you know, I, I would have said that after how Nintendo has been announcing things in the past, uh, the the fact that we don't know what's happening in the latter part of the year, the second half of the year with Nintendo, is a pretty good sign that something big's coming for them. However, yeah. last year we were in a very similar boat, not knowing how the year was going to end. And think of all of the games that they announced at the end of the year that really were good games. They weren't just like little announcements. They were like pretty big announcements that were were um, announced. And I think they had an exceptionally strong 2023. Um, and that yeah. was with us just basically knowing that uh, we were going to get um, Tears of the Kingdom as like their big, big, big game of the year. And then you get Pikmin that was announced that year. You get um, Mario Wonder that was announced that year. You get um, uh, Mario RPG remake that was was announced. Like mm -hmm. you get enough, you got enough stuff that those were banger games. So while I think the signs point to the release calendar is screaming that there's something new coming out, that doesn't necessarily mean it is going to in fact come out this year. I think you bring up a good point. Like it's not even just last year either. Like I feel like for the past like five years or so, they've sort of taken it one quarter at a time where they're like, we're doing it. You know, we, we might know some big broad stuff. Like we know that they're doing that uh, Mario and versus Donkey Kong remake. They're doing the thousand year door remake that we've got princess peach showtime. Like, but those you know, that's two remakes and what I would call like a spinoff game. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, like I, as much as I think that game is probably going to be pretty good and, and people are going to like it, I wouldn't say that that's like a core tentpole Nintendo release. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Not in the way that I think like like a Mario, a Pikmin, a Zelda. Those ones are like exactly. the big ones. Exactly, exactly. And um, so to me, like, yeah, we don't really know what they're up to this year. But that, like, that's kind of how they've been where they're like, we're just going to take it three to four months at a time and we'll let you know what to expect in the next few months. And then like, just sort of like keep that cycle going, you know, um, which I kind of like, like, I, I don't really hate that. I think that's actually kind of cool because like, like it's just fun to be able to like know that, Hey, Nintendo's kind of got me, you know? And, and it's also like one of those things where like, if they have one big game every few months, like sometimes it's not going to be for me, but that means that like there will be one for me later down the line, you know? Um, and and some years you have kind of stinker years like i think about like 2020 had animal crossing and then uh, that was a weird year just because of the pandemic and whatever else right but like you know th there was paper mario origami killer not killer uh <laughs> fucking, sorry no 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 my um, favorite um, nintendo game <laughs> it was the origami something wasn't it uh origami paper mario, and the origami uh, kingdom oh king yeah. yes yes or origami king um, I think there was maybe like a Kirby game. Was that forgotten? Uh, no, that was later. That, that was yeah. the year after. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like, like it just, to me, 
they have like years that might be a little bit weaker, but like at the end of the day, even in one of their weak years, like 2020, it's still had animal crossing. Like that game was fucking incredible and came out like the moment it needed to and to save the world. Yep. <laughs> um, and, and so, yeah, so, so switch Two, like, sure. I, I'm excited for, uh, I, I guess I'm the most excited for like to, to know like what sort of hardware they're using. Like, you know, the, the rumor is like, it'll be as powerful as a PS4. And I saw a lot of people like upset about that, but like, Hey guys, um, have you played the last of us part two? <laughs> that is a, that was a PS4 game. And, um, that's insane. Uh, have you played horizon Forbidden zero dawn? That is a PS4 game in forbidden West, even God of war Ragnarok. Obviously it looks better on the PS5 and whatever, but like, uh, PlayStation four in the palm of your hand is nothing to sneeze at. That's what steam decks are. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I think, guys. I think that would be an amazing thing. And I think we already see how smart Nintendo can be in, optimizing their hardware it is i still cannot believe tears of the kingdom runs as amazing as it does on the nintendo switch like i cannot believe that it is it is uh baffling that that game um is as beautiful as it is as big as it is as potential to break it as you can and it still runs as one of the best running games of the year i can't tell you how many times i'm playing Baldur's gate and that game has just massive hitches. hitches throughout it. Some, some hitches, weird yeah. things that are happening, some like weird pauses, some like things that are at sometimes like a little bit of like immersion breaking. Um, and um, that doesn't mean that Baldur's Gate is better than Tears of the Kingdom or so or worse because of that stuff. But like in the palm of your hands on something that is basically as powerful as a PS3. Now we have something that's going to be as powerful as a PS4. I am so excited to see what they can do with yeah. it. Um, and, uh, I, I think that's going to be, I don't care. I'm going to buy it. Give it to me now. I'm going to pre-order it. I'm going to probably not yeah. get it when it's pre-ordered. I'm going to cry. I'm going to bitch about it all this time. Um, I actually have my money saved for it already. I'm ready for it. I'm excited. I'm excited though too. Like, cause here's the thing. Like if it is just a more powerful Nintendo switch, like obviously I'm excited and down for that, but like, I'm, I'm hoping that they, they do something interesting with the hardware too. Cause I mean, you know, that, that's what they do every, every single time they do a new console. Like there is something they swing for something. Sometimes it's not always what you want. Sometimes you get a Wii U, but like you look at the games that came out on the Wii U and you cannot tell me that that was a failure of a console in terms of like the releases that, that launched on there. You know what I mean? Um, so for like for the switch Two, the super switch, the, whatever they're going to call it, like I, I'm excited to see what they do with the hardware. And I hope it's something new and fresh because like as much as I like the switch, like the gimmick is, is old for me, not old, but like it's a great concept but like i'm ready for something for whatever's yeah. next if it's just a more powerful one whatever i can live with that tears of the kingdom blew my fucking gourd like truly like i'm fine with that but um i i guess like to me skilled developers have been making incredible games on the switch without hardware limitations like i think about like i imagine that some people are going to be like oh my gosh i can't wait for pokemon on this thing if it's more powerful and i'm like guys it's going to be bad like, like those games are not, are not going to be well optimized, even if it has more powerful hardware, because those games do not, they lack vision. They, they lack understanding of development, in my opinion, and design. Like you compare Xenoblade Chronicles three to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And it's just like so clear, like you do not need the processing power to make these games look, run and feel great. You know, in like the big open world games, like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you said it right there. You put Xenoblade uh, Chronicles three up against any game, and like yep. what they do on that system to make that thing run is amazing. Um, and like 
they are only going to be more creative and more interesting with these kind of games coming forward. I, I think your point about the gimmick is actually an interesting one. I honestly, after playing the portal, that's what I want. I want a big yeah. ass screen that has big ass handholds for me in the box that feels like something that is a big piece of hardware because I honestly feel, and I, I don't know if it's because of the, of the portal or not. When I hold the, the switch nowadays, it feels cheap. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, you can feel it like it's joints kind of yeah, like, like creaking <laughs> and like, and like, it just yeah, doesn't have that like yeah. high quality feel to it. Um, and that's me. I mean, I have the OLED. I've played it, but like it just there's there's something about it. And I have average sized hands, I would say. I don't think I'm a very like I'm not a massive giant person. If someone was just a little bit bigger than me playing the switch handheld would be probably impossible. <laughs> like I can yeah. imagine that being a barrier for a lot of people. Um, and the the amazing thing about the portal is that it's a it's a PlayStation controller a PlayStation 5 controller in the in in a in a portable setting um and if I could literally play that on a bus that would be the coolest thing but I can't Yeah like I feel like when I am holding my Switch in handheld mode you know how like you have to sometimes get your pinkies involved to eat a burger <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not ideal. Uh, you don't yeah, want to. Yeah. It's like not. It's it's not what you want. But you're like, well, I have to do yeah. this. But like, when you're eating a burger, how long are you holding that for? Maximum yeah. five well, minutes. I, like, if you're eating really slow, when you, and you get certain burgers that when you start eating it, you can't put it down because if you put it down, the integrity is lost. So here's something I've discovered. Here's something I've discovered. Similar to burritos. This is like a similar sort up. of problem with burritos. Um, if I'm at a restaurant, because I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to eat the whole burger in one go. Like one, you know, in the, you know, two minutes, three minutes, because I'm trying to enjoy it. And I also don't want to like do that in front of my friends. <laughs> <laughs> like at home, that's fine. Uh, but like out in public, no, no, no. Um, the secret, and maybe this is make, makes me feel like an old person. You cut those bad boys in half, cut the burger in half, and then now you can pick it up and you'll finish that thing and you still got half the burger left. Do you know what I mean? Because like, yeah, like for me, most, most burgers, if I'm picking it up, it's just not going to be able to go back down. Um, cause I like, I like a wet burger. Is that controversial? I like a lot of sauce. I like a lot of, lot one of, of the reasons like an egg on it is because when you have that, that oh, egg, fuck, like yeah. come off and the, the, and the yolk, that's why cutting it though is hard yeah. though with an egg. Cause yeah, you're still, true. that is very like, true. Cause yeah, you get the yeah, seep, you get the seep and that kind of ruins yeah. half of it. But, um, man, but then that gives you something to dip those fries in. Oh, come man. on now. I okay. I got, I, I, I need um, a good hamburger <laughs> stat. Yeah, I had I had a burger yesterday at like a like a roadhouse place. It was okay. Yeah. Um, it was fine. They they had grilled onions, uh, not onions, grilled um, mushrooms on there. And like I don't really like grilled mush- I don't really like mushrooms in general. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Like I'll eat them if they're on there. The, uh, understatement. This was not a burger. This was um, a grilled mushroom sandwich with some burger w- with, with uh, um, meat mixed in. Yeah, it was it was like whoa. They, they, whoever whoever made this menu was like we got to get rid of all of these mushrooms you, right you, now. you just cut to a uh, bowser in the back of the kitchen and a bunch of like crying toads ah, exactly exactly yeah. yeah there you go bringing it yeah. back um but yes with holding the switch like when you're eating a burger five minutes right you gotta get the pinkies out there it's not gonna get that tired but like with the switch i'm holding it i'm bracing it with my pinky uh, a finger knot that i should not be bracing with you know um 
So yeah, so so in conclusion, I hope they do something to the Joy-Cons to make them a little bit more robust, a little bit more comfortable to hold. And I hope it's the sort of thing where like when they do it, we're going to be like, oh, these are kind of like these are kind of different. They're kind of weird. But then after playing that for a month, two months, you go and you pick up your old switch and you're like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe we ever did this. Like, that's the that's the goal. That's a dream to me. Do they do a second screen? No. Do they make this? No, I don't think they do. I think I think. I, I think that becomes too much of a logistical nightmare. I think it, it would double the price uh, it, it for a yeah, good screen. Fair. Granted, you don't need a good screen. I mean, the, I think the DS showed that. Um, but I, I don't honestly th- think that that is going to create longevity because that means anything that comes out on the Switch 2 that has two screens, later down the road, how can they remaster that? Well, I guess I would assume that we would see a lot of remastered versions of DS games, it, it, you know, that, that we haven't gotten for a long time. And then, you know, the next Nintendo thing that has two screens. I agree. I, I so think I, right. I, just, I just think that makes um, it hard. Now, you did say that about the DS. That would be a fun thing that you could literally have good remastered DS games that could come to this new Switch, too. But you know what they do? You know what they should do? Nintendo. Hey. Uh, Doug Bowser, I shook your hand, took a picture with you, and then you went back to, to talking to your executive pals. Uh, you don't he went know back me, in his shell. But I you know, know what you. I mean? His spiky shell. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I've never seen anyone. I've never seen more joy in someone's face than when I told my mother that a man named Doug Bowser runs Nintendo. Yeah. yeah. She was like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, Doug, he called me, told me to call him Doug. Um, make you know how you guys did the like NES classic. SNES classic and 64 classic. Did they do that? I don't hmm. remember. I don't remember. I feel Probably. like they did, but I don't think they, but they, whatever do a DS classic. I would, uh, people my age will lose their shit. Animal crossing, wild world, uh, 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 legend of Zelda, phantom hourglass, um, Pokemon diamond and pearl. Like, like just load that thing up with the classics. Make it cost $150. I will buy one day one. I know everyone, everyone I know will buy one day one. The Nintendo DS has an incredible lineup of stuff that is literally trapped there. <laughs> and, and like, you know, you guys are done with the dual screen thing. That's great. That's fine. That was your handheld gimmick, right? Give it to me here and then just be like, and this is where you're going to be able to get them forever now. Just these classic consoles. I, I think that's the way to go, personally. That could be fun. And I, I think, honestly, a lot of the games that really utilize the two screens more than it just being a always viewable inventory <laughs> inventory yep it's it's either like like the game and then the inventory or the game and then yep, the map yep <laughs> i i feel like the amount yeah. that actually utilized both screens was so low that i i going back to them me thinking is it gonna have two screens i do not think so i agree i agree give me big brain academy all right give me big brain academy too okay give me the Guitar Hero Switch uh, uh, DS game where you have to have the, the peripheral on it. <laughs> Use a guitar what, pick. What if that's how it actually looks like, the the Switch 2? It looks like a, a like a, like a Guitar Hero peripheral. It has a full yeah, Guitar Hero peripheral. I'd be like, you know what? Yeah, Respect. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like what you're doing. I like what you're doing. Uh, speaking of liking what we're doing, if you like what we're doing, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash hitboxpod. Become a $1 podcast producer or a $3 deluxe podcast producer like Jay Noel, Dave Parker, GKS, and Josh Durham. Again, Dave Parker, if you want to live with me, make the entire list of people who are patrons and also like the Venn diagram of people who support us on Patreon and people I have lived with at one point or another in my life. Um, 
you know where to find me. You know how to reach me on patreon.com slash hitboxpod, um, where you, listener, if you're not one of our sacred few, uh, can join them and also get uh, additional bonus episodes every single week. If you can't do that, that's fine. You can join us on Discord. The link to that is in the description of this episode. You can also follow us on Twitter at hitboxpod um, and rate this podcast in your podcast player of choice. Justin, I'll say this. It was a slow news week, but I think we made a good episode. I, I think it was a great episode. We, we supplemented with talks of burgers <sighs> and um, taking our cars apart. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always worry that when I talk about stuff like that, like I show my hand that I am just like so not equipped to like handle any sort of mechanical issues. Here's a th- like the only yeah. reason you say that is because we have the Internet. I think the Internet has made us feel like we need to fix everything. When back in the day, you didn't need to know how to fix everything. Yeah, because you would just be like, well, I don't know anything about and, plumbing, and so I'm yeah, going to call my, my grandpa used to, yeah, my grandpa was, was really good with cars, um, and he would literally go to the library and look at like old like car manuals that was in the library in order to learn how to fix cars. That's when you could That's literally so do that. Now, it's just like, well, you got to plug a thing into it and then fix it. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. Yeah, so you know what, Justin, that's actually kind of liberating. Yeah. To remember, like, I don't need to know you how don't. to do everything. Cars are not something I'm interested in. I have no skills in. So, like, just take it to someone yep. who does. Yep. Um, yeah. Can you imagine, though, if I had tried that and just, like, I put the car back together? I'm like, I have four bolts. I don't know where they Also, went. this would be in, like, sub, like, zero degree weather. You don't have a garage. You know really, <laughs> no, you know what really did it for me was the weather, because I was going to do it on Saturday uh, uh, last Oh, no, no, uh, yes, like yeah, two days ago. Yeah. I was going to do it on Saturday, and then, like, it was, like, you know, negative 15, and I was just like, nope, not going to happen. Don't, no garage, exactly. Just I was stuck, oh, man, I was stuck. My car, I didn't get in my car. Uh, Sunday was when I got in my car. I had not driven since Tuesday. So it was under about a foot and a half yep. of snow. Um, I had not moved my car, uh, so the, the <laughs> kind people who come and plow our, you know, parking lots... Um, didn't touch that space. <laughs> so I had to dig myself out. Didn't have a shovel. So I used my snow scraper to dig myself out. The first thing that happened, I because tr- I'm like, it's all, like a lot of ice underneath my car because I couldn't yeah, drive it yeah. out. First thing that happened, that snow scraper just shatters into a billion pieces. And um, I was like, yeah, that's, that is right. That seems to make uh, sense. Can I just, one, um, one little piece of advice. They make. Yeah. Should I get a. a like a shovel for yeah, my car I, just get a shovel for your car um uh yeah. claire has like a mini one that she used to have in her car when she would live like out i literally would just keep a full-size shovel in my trunk like all That's winter smart. because That's you smart. never know you just never know yeah no i thought i thought justin you're yeah. right let me just say this you're very right and uh may this be a lesson to you dear listener that you should not use your snow brush to uh Try and dig your car out. And now I know what you're wondering. Well, how did you do it, Peter? Well, I was then holding a jagged snow brush. <laughs> Punching the ice. And, yeah. and so I was, yep. So I was like literally like, well, you know, what? this is broken. So I'm going to fucking use this to get out of here. At least I don't have to care about this anymore. So I did. I did manage to break up the ice and, and uh, get myself free. But um, at what cost? Truly at what cost? I think that's yeah, it, right? I was going to say, it, did you sure. accidentally break your, your light by, like, hitting it with your jagged snow brush? Because, <laughs> I mean, that would be... No, no, that had been that had been done for... I, I guess I don't know how long. Uh, I got pulled over in the parking lot. Oh. Um, and so, like, we... So, we, so oh, man. So, Elena and I... Ha, or Elena had COVID, and so 
I thought I was going to get COVID. So we stayed in for like the past, for like the last month of like last week of December. And then, you know, kind of like the first few days of January. Um, and, uh, the first thing we did, we went to Chipotle as you and do. We, we got our Chipotle for dinner after I got done with work one day, we're driving back. We literally pull into the parking lot into a, a parking spot. And then like behind us, the lights go on. And I assumed that that was not for me because I was in a parking spot. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. I was just like, oh, that's yeah. weird. And so we were getting out of the car and then I realized like, oh, they have parked, they have like blocked us huh. in. I was like, do not get out of the car. They do not like that. <laughs> they do not like when you do that. So they walk over and, and like I said, like they, like I didn't know if I had to be like, yeah, my license is expired. But he was basically like, you, you know, did you know when your front lights is out? I was like, no, whatever. Um, he asked, he was like, have you guys been, uh, you know, any drugs or alcohol tonight? No, sir. He's like, do you have any alcohol? Do you have any drugs in the car? It's like, no. And he's like, kind of like looked at me like, you want to try that again? And like, if you don't know me, like never in my life, <laughs> like, like I, like never, I've never smoked weed, never, nothing, you know, anything, even the things that are legal, never. Uh, so I'm like, uh, no. And he's like, where are you guys going? I was like, uh, we live right here. Like, okay. Where are you coming from? And I go, Chipotle. And he goes, that's it. That makes sense. All right. He's like, that's what I'm smelling. I'm like, wait, like, hold on a second. I was like, you're a shitty cop, man. Like, listen, like, I'm not here to tell you how to do your job. Um, your fucking terrible dark deed job. But like, I don't do drugs, but I know drugs don't smell like Chipotle. I'm, you know what I mean? I mean like, maybe, what's maybe there is a specific brand of vape out there that smells like Chipotle. Uh, perhaps, it's to throw everyone off. Perhaps. You know? I guess so. But it's just like, I was like, dude, like, what are you talking about, man? Like, what kind of <laughs> drugs are you taking? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that, that's the thing. I'm like, I'm like, listen, if there were Chipotle drugs, maybe I would be interested in them. <laughs> you know? But just, he's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. And then walks away. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. He did not give me a ticket. He was very nice. Thank you for not doing that. But um, also, <laughs> learn what drugs are. You're a cop. <laughs> uh, that's it. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Always remember, old games are old. Bye. Bye.